Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Uh, we want to thank the Lord for you joining us one more time. And we're blessed to be in the house of God. Let us go before the Lord in a brief word of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we come before your presence and as we come before thee, O oh God, Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Want to thank you for your loving kindness toward us. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for being a very present help. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for being a prayer answering God. Lord, you know who we are and where we are. Meet us at our point of need as we praise and give you adoration for your wonderful work toward the children of men. We praise you on today, God. We thank you. We lift up your holy name in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we give you glory. And Father, we need you. Father, we praise your name. Father, you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor and the praise. And oh Lord, we are overcomers through you. And therefore we can endure the storm. We can endure whatever come in our path. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you right now. Lord, we give you glory. And Lord, we give you praise right now in the precious name of Jesus. Asking, oh God, that you would heal those, oh God, that are sick. Protect those, oh God. Oh God, shield them, oh God, from any sickness. And Lord, give our leaders wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. Oh God, strengthen your people now. Send encouragement right now in the blessed name of Jesus. Strengthen the global church, Lord. Oh God, heal us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Holy Ghost. We need you right now in the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, we forever thank you. We give your name all the glory and the praise. Asking, oh God, you would continue to honor our repentance. Keep us with a heart of repentance and a heart of thanksgiving. And Lord, we be careful to give you all the glory and the praise. Help us to decrease that you might increase. And Father, we forever thank you. We forever give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we thank God. Amen. For amen. As many blessings on today. Uh, we definitely amen. Honor. Amen. Our pastor. Amen. The person of Bishop Ellis E. Murchison Sr. And Lady Murchison of the Pentecostal Power Church at 2331 West Center Street here in our great city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we definitely thank God for my own wife, uh, Missionary Newsom. We thank God for what God is yet doing uh, for her. And we're Amen. Grateful. Amen to the Lord for his many blessings. And so 
we want to get right into the word of the Lord today. We counted a great blessing, amen, to be a man in the land of the living. And so we thank God for, amen, even that, amen. And so we give him glory and we give him praise for uh, all that he has done, amen. He has brought us and we certainly didn't uh, bring ourselves on today. And so we, amen, lift up the name of Jesus. And so as we, amen, go farther, amen, in the, amen, word of God on today, amen, we want to, amen, uh, just share, amen, some more encouraging, enlightening word, amen, which is found in, amen, uh, Matthew chapter seven. We're going to go to Matthew chapter seven today, and we're going to talk from uh, a series. We have a four, uh, four-part series here that we're going to talk about uh, if the Lord's will on this week. And so we ask that you would tune in, uh, each and every one that uh, desire, amen, to uh, be a part of the broadcast, please tune in and uh, uh, share with us on today. And so uh, we do have our call in line. You can definitely call us um, uh, as soon as we get everything set. Uh, usually we try to have callers call in right about right about that five minute mark after we get started. Uh, we had a caller come in earlier, but we're going to have to um, wait on them to call back in while we were in the midst of the prayer. We didn't want to uh, be interrupted during the prayer time. And so uh, definitely you can call in now. Uh, our number is 414-628-0568. Uh, please call us if you want to share a praise uh, report, testimony, or just amen, some encouraging words. So we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, the lines are open now. So usually about five minutes after we get started, we open up the line um, for uh, those that desire to call in. And so we do apologize for uh, uh, if we weren't able to get you during that first call caller. And so just wanted to um, go into the word of the Lord. We're going to talk about uh, uh, today, amen, when uh, when opportunity uh, knocks, um, uh, there's uh, always, amen, amen. Uh, uh, a door of hope for us when opportunity knock there's a uh there's a place uh for the people of god to uh be able to uh uh receive uh enlightenment and also encouragement uh even in uh times like this we uh have to yet be encouraged as a people of god uh you know everybody um is sharing about the covid and so we have to definitely bring that up um throughout each broadcast because each day it's a it's a changing fluid situation. And so we want the people of God to be encouraged and know that uh, there is uh, a door of hope for, for each and every one of us that's uh, in the kingdom of God. And so uh, just be encouraged on that level and know that uh, uh, there's uh, opportunity uh, for us to work in the vineyard uh, while, amen, these uh, sequence of events are wrapping up quickly. And so don't misunderstand me. Um, there may be some things uh, we may be uh, limited or uh, uh, restricted from doing uh, due to the COVID, uh, but we have the social media, we have our uh, uh, video streaming, we have our phones, we have a uh, prayer line, we have uh, very um, various other mediums that we can uh, come together, uh, collaborate and uh, have fellowship. And so, Let's continue to do those positive things that um, God would have us to do. And and uh, I want to be very influential on this week with sharing, uh, you know, there's opportunity to do good or bad, but we want to focus in on 
the good. Amen. We know, uh, you know, there's always opportunity uh, to our advantage or our disadvantage. But uh, my focus on this week through uh, this series is dealing with the positive aspect of uh, moving forward in the things of God. And so uh, let us key in on those viewpoints. Um, we want to uh, go ahead and uh, get our scripture uh, for today. I just want to uh, just take a moment here and go to Matthew chapter seven. We're going to start there uh, for starters, and we want to uh, go to uh, Matthew seven uh, and verse uh, number seven. And so that's where we're going to start today. Matthew chapter seven, uh, verse number seven. And uh, as we uh, get ready to lay out the foundation for this particular topic on today, um, we just want uh, to let you know that, uh, you know, um, you can be uh, in a situation where um, there's trouble coming in every different aspect of your life. And uh, we have to have uh, the weather with all or um, the uh, focus or the um, strength or the resiliency to uh, be able to um, respond to uh, the things that God uh, wants to um, show us or teach us uh, in this life. And so uh, we're learning through the uh, COVID. Uh, we're learning how to, uh, you know, cope with different things. And this is why I wanted to encourage the people of God, because uh, you know, there's a there's always a door of opportunity. And when there's a door of opportunity, we know that the um, the enemy or uh, those that uh, don't have a mind to serve the Lord uh, can uh, try to uh, interfere or disturb uh, that particular uh, focus that you may have uh, on the Lord. And so we don't want anybody uh, to lose their focus. And so we want you to be encouraged and know that. Um, there is a door of hope um, through um, the opportunity that God presents and uh, uh, shows us, you know. And so uh, we know uh, that if God doesn't uh, present it, you know, we can look at uh, uh, St. John chapter 15 as we get related latest foundation. You know, you know, John chapter 15, verse number one, he says, I am the true vine or I'm the vine. So you know, God being the vine and we are the branches. So except we, you know, except we abide in him, you know, we, we can't, uh, we can't really sufficiently have the necessary opportunities. And so that's why I wanted to uh, kind of start at Matthew chapter seven. Uh, so when we went, when we wind up talking a little bit about um, John 15 and one, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. And he says, every branch in me that bear uh, not fruit, he take it away. And every branch that bear fruit, he purged it. And so I just wanted to share that as a foundation before we read Matthew. We're still in Matthew chapter seven, verse number seven. And so I just wanted to share that with the opportunity. You know, um, you know, we have the opportunity. If we're not connected to the vine, we can get connected to the vine. If we have failed from grace and been disconnected from the vine, we can be reestablished and reconnected to the vine. And so there's opportunity for all of us. And so nobody has to stay in a failed state of mind. You know, people are fighting depression. 
some people are lonely. Uh, some people, um, they bored. You know, I heard, uh, uh, thank and praise God. I heard from my bishop that, uh, you know, through expressing in the word of the Lord that some people um, may be bored. And uh, pastor said, uh, and I'm quoting some of his exact words, quote, unquote. Um, he said, if I was single, I would still be not bored. Praise the Lord. And so I thought that was a very, very uh, powerful pack point that he presented yesterday when he was sharing in the word of the Lord um, on yesterday. You know, he said, if I was single, I wouldn't be bored, you know, because, you know, people call you with various questions or concerns. And so, uh, you know, they have to be, you know, definitely looked at and examined and addressed. And so don't want nobody to feel like, OK, well, you know, because you may not be bored doesn't mean I'm not bored. And so I'm not saying that. So I just want to make sure I make that clear. You you might be bored, but we're we're want to share through this uh, gospel on this week. So that you can uh, kind of move away from that particular area, because uh, if you are bored uh, now, I'm saying it now, this is this is an opinion. This is not the word of God. But uh, as Pastor Paul said, this is I and not the Lord. So this is Elder Newsom encouraging you uh, uh, by the way of the word of the Lord. But this is not the word of God at this point. The point I'm getting ready to make now, what I'm saying to you, my friend, if, if you are bored, then uh, there are some things uh, that you can uh, be doing uh, to combat uh, idleness or boredom. And so I hope the people of God is not bored. But if you are, um, here's an opportunity. Praise the Lord. And that's why God had put this in my spirit, um, sharing with, OK, uh, if we have a situation, God always presents us with an opportunity how to uh, get out of that situation or how to avoid that situation altogether. Praise the Lord. And so that's where wisdom has to be applied. And so, uh, you know, I echo the same sentiments as my bishop personally, myself. Um, I don't consider myself to be bored because there's plenty of stuff um, in the church or kingdom work I can be doing. And it's plenty of stuff around the house, uh, plenty of projects around the house that I haven't done yet that can get done. And so, um, you know, and I, you know, if you, if you're bored, you know, I, I just tell people, you know, I need help over here. So, you know, you don't have to physically contact, but if you, if you just bored and got to have something to do, uh, you know, come and come and rake my yard. You know, we got something for you to do. I, I don't even have to see, you know, I can cash app you, whatever you need to do, but if you bored, I'll find something for you to do, but I'm just being, you know, I'm, I'm being now I'm just being, you know, uh, at a point where I'm just saying there is something we can be doing, praise the Lord, naturally and spiritually. So, and I deal with the spiritual point of praying, you know, uh, we can be praying more um, so we can combat that boredom. You know, we pray and seek the face of God. Uh, he would direct our path. He would direct our hearts. And so we have to keep uh, our focus and keep uh, our momentum in the things of God. So, uh, we don't uh, get idle. We don't get relaxed. Uh, we don't get in a situation uh, where we're vulnerable uh, to uh, carnal things. And so let us go here to Matthew chapter seven. Let the word do the talking today. Matthew chapter seven, verse number seven. It reads for your hearing. It says, and uh, it says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened 
unto you. And there's, you know, uh, for those that's tearing for the Holy Ghost, uh, those that are, uh, you know, seeking God, you know, this is this is optimal time for us to uh, be praying, seeking God for what we need. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, they may feel like, OK, this is an opportunity for me to, you know, uh, lay up in the bed from nine to five. Well, I mean, if you want to lay up in the bed nine to five, that's your prerogative. But as I said earlier on last week, uh, you know, there's things that we can be doing and it's all, you know, dependent upon the individual. And so uh, we can make individual choices for our spiritual health and well-being, just like we can for our natural health and well-being. And so whatever decision you make and you end up being naturally sick as well as spiritually sick, then you bear that responsibility. Praise the Lord. Uh, the pastor don't bear that responsibility. Uh, neither uh, me as the elder or the elders of the church or just, you know, the spiritual leaders, they don't bear that responsibility simply because it was your choice. And so we want to just, you know, encourage you on that level that whatever choices you make, there are a set of consequences. Okay. And so there, we can't live in this life. Uh, we can't live this life uh, spiritually or naturally without uh, consequences. And so we must encourage you to let you know, uh, and, and Jesus was dealing with this when he was dealing with, uh, you know, uh, criticizing others, you know, in this first part of Matthew 7, you know, he said, first, you know, get the beam and the moat out of your eye. And so um, then you can help your brother. And so I, I thought that was very, very powerful that Jesus started out first, you know, um, you know, dealing with, you know, the controversy that we can get into uh with fault finding you know what i'm saying and so we can we can find fault with the church we can find fault uh with one another if we're not spiritual we can say oh well they not doing this they not doing that but uh the question still remains you know uh, what are you doing you know that's that's really what it comes down to it comes down to what are you doing you know uh forget about what everybody else doing what what are you doing praise the lord and so uh, when, when we get into it, you know, when we get in the thick of things, uh, God is not going to want to know, uh, well, I, I didn't pray because they didn't pray. No, he want to know, you know, you had the opportunity to have a relationship with them. And if nobody else made the choice to, uh, then you are left with an individual choice. And so that's what we are today in encouraging the people of God, you know, um, uh, a door of hope. You know, and uh, we're going to be getting deep and deeper into this today. But I just wanted to kind of, you know, lay some, uh, you know, preface here uh, about where we're going uh, in this lesson. And, you know, Jesus did say, I am the door. And so we're going to be getting that this week as well. But as we uh, go down through the scriptures, we just want to talk about uh, the opportunity today. We want to talk about opportunity, you know, when when uh, opportunity knocks or when God knocks. You know, if, if if the word opportunity don't fit in there uh, for you, then uh, we'll put God in, in the place of opportunity. When God knocks, you know, there is a door of hope. And so um, you don't have to sit at home in hopelessness. You know, some people, um, um, their psyche is messing with them. They're hearing, you know, cracks in, in the floor and, uh, you know, creaks in the wall. And that's just a foundation of the house settling 
and some people are panicking, you know, because the house is driving them crazy. Um, some people are getting a uh, cabin fever, you know, some people, I, I just got to get out of this house, you know, and, you know, we understand, you know, that, uh, this is a trying time and we've never had to be in our houses for over, you know, 30 days in a row. You know, some people may have gotten sick and may have had to be in the house a couple of weeks, but you know, you're, t- you know, they're talking about being in your house, uh, due to this COVID thing over eight weeks. And that's, that's a long time, you know? Uh, depression is real. Anxiety is real. And so um, we're not going to dare um, uh, act like we don't understand and, and can't share um, the mental challenge of this. Uh, but, you know, there is a uh, another side to this is that, you know, we have opportunity, praise God. And so as we have opportunity, you know, you got your big old Bible sitting there on the table and, you know, there's 66 books in there. Praise the Lord. And with them, you know, 66 uh, books, you know, you know, uh, a couple scriptures a day will keep the devil away, you know, and with prayer mixed with it. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, we, we you know, you know, we, we got to do the things that's necessary um, to thwart the, you know, the works of the enemy or or the enemy trying to come in, you know, uh, because scripture did say when the enemy come in like a flood. Uh, the law would lift up a standard against him, against it. And so we, we know uh, it ain't if he come, it's when he come that the Lord will lift up a standard. And so we want you to be encouraged and know uh, there's opportunity. But Jesus says here, as we get ready to talk about this, Matthew 7 and 7, he says, um, ask and it shall be given you. And he says, seek and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be open unto you. And he says, for everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. Praise the Lord. And I, I want to look at the word shall. Because when we look at the word shall, there's not uh, a maybe or a possibility um, or might happen. But when we, when we ever look at the word shall, uh, it, it really puts, uh, you know, emphasis on that it's going to be granted or done. Praise the Lord. When it says it shall, you know, you shall receive. That means uh, God is doing something and uh, there's no, possibility in that if you do it that there would be any difference in it what i mean by that meaning if god said you shall receive that mean there's no way possible that if you do this that god will not perform what he said and so we know what numbers uh 23 and 19 says and so we don't have to read it you can reference it so we can get through here but Numbers 23 and 19 lets us know God is not a man that he should lie. And so when he says shall receive, we can uh, we can take that in the bank. We can we can take that and we can deposit it. We don't have to worry about it bouncing. We don't have to worry about, uh, you know, uh, wondering if it's going to get deposited. Praise the Lord. And so I, I just want to encourage you. You know, he says here uh, for everyone that ask it, receive it. You know, have you been asking God? 
to feel you, to to do it again, you know, as a people of God. Have we during this, you know, last five, six weeks, have we been asking God to to make me over again? You know, uh, you think about that. You chew on that for a minute. You know, have have we been asking God to, you know, work on our insides? You know, I know you ask God for stuff and I know you didn't talk to God about other stuff. But, you know, have we talked to the Lord about, you know, getting more of him? Chew on that for a minute. You know, have we talked to the Lord and said, Lord, I need I need more spirituality. I need, I need to be more spiritual. I need to um, be more focused and I need to be more disciplined. In hearing from you. Praise the Lord. Whether it be uh, hearing from the preachers, uh, the pastor, the teachers, you know, Lord, I need to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Does that sound like you? Because if it does, then, you know, that's what seeking, asking and knocking is all about. It's about getting that closer, that closeness, that closer relationship with the Lord. Because I know when we get closer relationship with the Lord, uh, I can tell you personally, let me share this personal uh, point real quick. Um, during this last um, four or five weeks, uh, as as I've been more, you know, isolated and closer, you know, uh, in the viewpoint of my relationship with the Lord, you know, the Lord wakes me up and he puts people on my heart that I can pray for and I can talk to him about and even show me things about myself that I can ask him to help me in. And that has been, you know, that has been paramount. Praise the Lord. That has been, you know, um, the most important thing. Praise the Lord. And so, you know, I'm just, um, I'm stirred because I I look at this seeking, asking, and knocking, you know, or asking, seeking, and knocking, you know, uh, God will, he will give you what you ask him for. You know, and James, you know, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, uh, uh, various points, you know, in James, you know, he said, you know, you know, if a man lack wisdom, if a man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which shall give to all men liberally and upbraid it not. I think that's profound because if we would, if we would ask God for the right things, now don't misunderstand me. Sometimes we sometimes we're asking for things that that really, you know, God is saying, you know, that can wait. You know, there were plenty of times we asked our parents for for different things. And, you know, we wanted it. We wanted a new bike, but because the old bike tires were getting old, we wanted a new bike. But they saw a greater need for us than the bike. They saw that food had to be put on the table. They saw that food. Uh had to be bought. Groceries had to be bought. The other children had to be taken care of outside of myself. And they also saw, you know, that um, they needed to have something for a rainy day. And so to make a long story short, uh, sometimes our immediate wants are not granted because it's not a need. So I'm going to this point on the spiritual need uh, to the viewpoint of God know what we need before we ask him. So if we're asking him for things that can wait. He's, you know, he's pretty much like our parents, like our natural parents were, was 
God sets priorities just like we set priorities. And your soul, well, God should be first. Uh, your soul should be, you know, your soul should be next. Praise the Lord. And so, you know, your relationship with God should be first, should be paramount. Sometimes we worry about, you know, um, you know what we're going to eat. Um, if we're going to go back to work, we're concerned about a lot of things right now. A lot of people concerned about uh, what 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 I'm going to do now. I'm furloughed. Well, what you should have been doing in the first place. What do you mean by that, Elder Newsom? What I mean by that, we should have been still doing. We don't let because because we get furloughed. We don't let that disturb our relationship with the Lord. Yes, it does affect us. Yes, it does hurt. Yes, it does probably cause some financial uh, discomfort or pain. But it should not move us to a level where it takes us out of the will of God. And so we shouldn't let none of these things move us. Praise the Lord. And so what I'm saying to you today is for everyone that ask it can receive or shall receive. He said, everyone that ask it, receive it. And he that seek it, find it. And to him that knock it, it shall be opened. So I want to encourage you, saints, uh, people of God, or whoever you are, listeners, subscribers. If the Lord allow a door in your life to be closed, he's able to open another door. Praise the Lord. And so we serve a God that's able. And so uh, maybe that door closed uh, due to the Corona. Maybe it closed because you didn't spend enough time with the Lord. Maybe it closed so you can seek the face of God. Maybe it closed because God is trying to move you to another level in God. Maybe it closed because God trying to get you closer to him and get you focused on uh, your soul. It could be a number of things. Or it could have just been an unfortunate thing. Let's don't leave that out. It could have been something that's beyond your control or just something that happened. But remember, if it if God allowed it to take place or if it been permitted to happen, then God is able to make a difference in that situation, whichever way uh, that you want to look at it. And so you have to say, OK, well, Lord, I really don't see or understand what uh, this is all about. But we can go to Romans 8 and 28 and says for and we know it says and we know that all things work together for the good. To them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Do you love him? You've been called, but do you love him? Are you here for purpose? Or are you here for pleasure? That determines if you shall receive. If you're trying to satisfy your carnal nature, this might be the problem why you ain't got the Holy Ghost yet. If you're trying to satisfy your carnal desires, this might be what's holding up your progress in the Lord. I I, I don't want to cut any corners today, so... Let's look at Matthew 7 here. He says here in verse number eight, for everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. Look at verse number nine. He says, oh, or what is there of whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? 
This is the question Jesus asked. Some people say they only believe the red writing. So those of you that's got the color Bibles with the red writing in it, this is in red writing. I believe the whole Bible because the Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable. You know, for doctrine, correction, reproof and instruction and in righteousness that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I believe the whole Bible. But for those of you that only believe the red writing, here it is. Or what is man? It says, or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will give him a stone? So if your mom and dad ask, you ask your mom and daddy for uh, a piece of bread, would they give you a stone instead, a rock? Especially if they got bread in the house. Even if they didn't have bread, I don't believe they'd give you a stone. Can't chew on that. And he says here, or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Verse number 11, he says, for if then, if ye then being evil, Jesus goes a step farther here in this lesson plan. He said, if then ye being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him. And that's what I said uh, earlier. I said, God knows what's best for us. You know, he knows what's best for me. He knows what's best for you. He's not giving you things that's going to harm you. He's giving you the things that are necessary that causes you to grow in the grace of God, grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's giving you the things that will cause you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul would prosper. I'm finding out, you know, through being under my pastor for many years, you know, people want what they want and they want it now. But your soul is irreplaceable. And so, God looks at the need, the spiritual need, the spiritual progress. Yeah, he's concerned about the whole man. He's concerned about, you know, your mental capacity. He wants you to have soundness. He wants you to have peace and joy, but not at the expense of your soul being lost. So we got to we got to balance the equation. I'm finding out through the coronavirus thing, and I hope I got some uh, listeners in with us today that will respond. I'm finding out through the coronavirus um, during this time that, you know, uh, society is having a, a real issue with balancing. With balancing, you know, what's real, what's uh, what's necessary to move forward. We've been at this juncture in the church and in the spiritual realm, you know, uh, people 
Uh, the scripture says uh, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Everybody, you know, most, you know, naturally so everybody wants, you know, people wants to satisfy the flesh. Nobody wants to suffer. Nobody wants to wait uh, on God. Nobody wants to, you know, uh, seek the face of God to really find out uh, what's what I what I should be doing next. But we can look with our natural eyes and not with our spiritual eyes and go after the things that our natural eyes and our fleshly mind desires. But yet only to discover that the spiritual man is left unattended to. Praise the Lord. A lot of people, when they get the stimulus check, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. A lot of people, when they get the stimulus check, yes, they're going to probably do whatever they need to do. But I guess my question is, where is God in, in your, you know, in your in your giving? You know, is, is God in the giving side of it? You know, are we going to uh, run through, uh, you know, $1,200 of money and, and not sow anything into the house of God? or into the ministry or into those that are starting up ministries? Are we going to, are we going to sow into the things of God or are we just going to keep going with church as usual? You know, uh, because the coronavirus, I'm not going to pay my tithes. That's foolishness. Uh, because of the coronavirus, uh, I'm just going to hoard all the money I can hoard and uh, take care of me. Uh, let me see. I got a call here. Oh, well, they didn't, I didn't get them. Okay. I missed a caller, but how, how many of us now we, we're talking about those that are saved now and those that's been born again, blood washed believers, you know, we still have a responsibility to the work of the ministry. Everything, you know, uh, should keep going. I'm not saying church as usual. Everything should still be moving. Nothing should stop in God's work. God's work should keep going. So the work of God should never stop or end um, regardless of what is going on with us. Praise the Lord, because we're the church of the living God. He says here, uh, if, ye, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? God wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's a good thing. Praise the Lord. Having eternal life is a good thing. And you, you can have that good thing. Praise the Lord. It's based on your faith. It's based on you seeking, asking, and knocking. Is based on you pursuing God. Nobody else can stop you from getting what God has for you. We sing the song, what God has for me, it is for me. It is for you, my friend. The Holy Ghost is for you. And to everybody that say, well, I don't know if the Holy Ghost is for me. Uh, I've been seeking him for a long time and uh, I'm not sure. You know, if the Holy Ghost is for me. Well, let's go to Acts chapter two. 
Okay. Let's go to Acts chapter 2 and verse number uh, 38. Acts chapter 2, verse number 38 reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he reads here, Acts 2 and 39. Special note to Acts 2 and 39. It says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Praise the Lord shall call. There go that word shall again. It's not a possibility. I wonder if God's dealing with me. I wonder if God is calling me. God is calling uh, people out of the world to be saved. Now, is the whole world going to be saved? Well, according to the scripture, the whole world ain't going to be saved. They have an opportunity to be saved. But if they reject this truth, praise the Lord. If they reject this gospel, this good news about the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They can't receive these good things. Praise the Lord. All of these things are predicated on your faith and you believe in God. And ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses. Verse number 40 in Acts 2 and 40 says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves. We, we sometimes quote it wrong. We say, save yourself. That ain't what it says. He said to the group of them, save yourselves, plural, from this untoward generation. So we have a responsibility to save ourselves, praise the Lord, as a body of believers. And while we're saving ourselves, we should be yet seeking and reaching toward God that he might direct our hearts that others can come in and be saved. Praise the Lord. And so I want to encourage you today um, as we get ready to finalize this, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We got more coming. So we just going to, we're doing just a little bit at a time today uh, because we want to really dive in here tomorrow. If the Lord's will, we're going to really go do some deep diving tomorrow. If the Lord's will in the scriptures, but right now we just want to deal with some of the basic fundamentals of seeking God, you know, asking God first, seeking God and knocking. Have you stopped knocking? Don't answer it. This is just something for you to chew on. Have you stopped petitioning God? Because God didn't answer your first prayer. Some people said, well, I asked God for a husband five years ago and he didn't give me my husband. Chew on that for a minute. Was that a need? 
Are you saved? These are all the things we have to ask when we petition God for things. You know, do we want things above our salvation? You first need to be saved so you when you when he do bless you with that husband, you can know how to treat him or how how y'all can live together. Praise the Lord. It doesn't mean a hill of beans for God to grant us with our request. And we're not even ready and prepared in our mind to receive from God. Praise the Lord. And so some things is on hold. Some things God say no to. Sometimes God say not right now. Sometimes God says, uh, I'm, 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 wor I'm working with you in an area. Praise the Lord. I know he did with me. He worked with me in an area. Praise the Lord. So when you get to that next level, you will have a sense of a, 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 a thankfulness and appreciation for what the Lord has done. Praise the Lord. And you'll know you didn't have nothing to do with it. Praise the Lord. And God will get the glory. That's the main thing. Let us go here as we we're going to finalize at 12. But we will be right back here if the Lord's will tomorrow. Uh, picking back up here in Matthew chapter seven, and we're going to get some more scriptures to go with it. But we want to talk about today when opportunity knocks. There is a door of hope. Praise the Lord. And we have to know that we've had opportunity throughout our lifetime. If the truth be told, I've reflected during this time. I've reflected over different things. And time and time again, God has nudged us to do things and share things and uh, carry out different things that he wanted done. And because of other people or because of whatever we want to make the excuse for, I, I just learned now just to say, Lord, I repent and stop trying to give God a bunch of excuses. I'm learning just to come prostrate before the Lord and just ask God flat out to forgive me and stop giving God a bunch of excuses. Cause see, if I keep giving God a bunch of excuses, I'm going to get a pastor some. I'm going to give you some and I'm going to give everybody that God sent in my path excuses for why I can't do what he said do. And so now I'm learning just to say, Lord, forgive me because you told me in Philippians 4 and 13 that I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. So that takes away the excuse, saints. That takes away the excuse for all of us. We can try to put one there and I thank and praise God for my pastor. We can. We can try to put excuses in places where God said, thou art inexcusable. So I'm learning, uh, you know, in terms of prayer, in terms of whatever God wants done in this work. Saints, let's stop making excuses. Because otherwise, we're going back with the church norm, church as usual. And we need to go up a little higher, if the truth be told. I want to see you go higher. I need to go higher. I want to go higher. And we all need to go deeper in the Lord because he's soon to return. And so let's read Matthew um, 7 and 12. He says here, therefore, all these things, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Now, won't nobody misunderstand this. This was uh, a grace walking in the midst of law. 
during the time Jesus was here for those uh, 33 and a half years that he walked up on this earth before he was crucified. And so there was grace walking in the midst of law. So law was still in effect during this time. So we want to rightly divide the word, but now we are under grace. Praise the Lord. And since we are under grace, we're not under the law, but Christ fulfilled the law. And so since he fulfilled it, we have a responsibility to love thy neighbor as thyself. He said in John uh, uh, there, John 15, or I think John 17, I think it's John 15. He said, a new commandment I write unto you, that you should love one another. And so we have a command from God uh, to love in a time like this. We have a command from God uh, to uh, love, forgive, to repent. But most of all, we have an opportunity to seek the Lord. And Isaiah 55, 6, he says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Uh, Matthew 6 and 33, he says, for seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. God know just what we need, saints. He know just where you are. We He know that you're probably at your wit's end right now. But we're here to pray for you, touch and agree with you. If you need strength, you need prayer, we're here on the line. Please call us, 414-628-0568. We're here to pray for you. As we get ready to get off this line today, when opportunity knocks a door of hope. Nobody will be able to leave this life and say God did not grant them ample opportunity to get saved. While there is time, take advantage of the time. Call on the Lord. Repent of those sins. If you don't know the Lord and the pardon of your sins, we're talking to you. We want to encourage you. Uh, if you've been living an ungodly, sinful lifestyle, and you desire change in your life, this is where it starts. It starts first with, Lord, I repent. That repentance means to turn away from. Turn away from the sin and turn toward God. If you're a backslider, turn away from your sins and turn back to God. You can be saved. You can be healed. You can be delivered and set free. If you're here listening today, we're, we're here to encourage you because there is a door of hope for you. You sitting in hopelessness, hopelessness. You're sitting there as if you don't know what to do. It's time to seek the Lord. You're sitting there. You've been, you've been crying. Your mind's been running. Some of them even thought about committing suicide. That's not an option for you. Come to Jesus. Get your right mind back. Philippians 2 and 5 said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You need to come. If you're at home and the kids are worrying you, you're getting fidgety. You're getting 
full of anxiety? Why don't you call us? Let us pray. You're getting short patience. You're snapping off on everybody. Call us. 414-628-0568. We're on the line. We're here to touch and agree with you. We know that you're hurting. You're hurting on the inside. You're smiling on the outside, but you're hurting deep down inside. Call us. 414-628-0568. We want to pray for you. You need prayer. You want everybody to think you strong when you know you weak. Call us. 414-628-0568. You want to be acting and present yourself as being so big, but small got you. Why don't you call us today? 414-628-0568. This is Fidget TV. This is Elder Newsom. We, we'll, we'll pray for you. Call us. We're here for you. You're probably sitting there wondering what's your next move. Let your next move be a God move. Praise the Lord. Don't let it be a move in the flesh. Don't let it be a move of regret. But let it be a move of hope and victory, peace. A road that leads you to life. You can come today. We're here listening. We're here praying for you. You can come. Why don't you call us? We know you're going through. But we serve a God that's able to take you through. Why don't you call us? We know you're going through it. We want to help you today. Please call us. We're on the line. 414-628-0568. We want to play a little something for you. Why are you deciding to call? Say, I want to call. If I were you, I'd go ahead and pick up the phone right now. Our text through the Podbean Live. If you want a private conversation, just text me through the Podbean and we'll call you personally and pray with you after this broadcast. You may not want nobody to know that you're in need of delivering. We'll keep it confidential. Call us, 414 6280568. We're on the line. Yes, yes. Please call us. We're praying for you. If you're here, We're here on the line to pray for you. Yes, yes. Do you love Jesus more than you did on yesterday? We're here to pray for you. Go ahead and call us, 
We're here praying for you. You can call us. We want you to be healed, delivered, and set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. All right. As we get ready to wrap up, we're going to go before the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to go before the Lord in a brief word of prayer. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus, as we come before your presence and before thee, O God, we're praying, oh God, for oh God, the word to fall on good ground. Oh God, as we give you thanks, we give you praise for this word of encouragement. We pray, God, that it go out and fall on good ground. Touch the hearts, encourage the minds. In the name of Jesus, touch like never before, God. Oh God, send strength to that mind. In the name of Jesus, in the midst of hopelessness, God, there is hope in God. Help us now, encourage us now to know that we're being justified by faith, that we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Help us right now to know that you're there and that you care. In the name of Jesus, loose the shackle, loose the bind, loose that spirit of oppression that caused your people, God, Oh, God, to be downtrodden, sending uplifting glory in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. And we claim a great deliverance even now. Set them free, Lord. Destroy that yoke because of your anointing. The yoke shall be destroyed in the blessed name of Jesus. Father, we forever thank you. We give you glory and praise. We pray for the bereaved family. Look on the Ivy family. Look on the McIntyre family. Touch, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, like only you can, the Murchison family, minister God to those that have lost loved ones during this time of social distancing. We pray, God, you would send a great deliverance. Strengthen now, encourage now. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we forever thank you. We forever give you glory, honor, and praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. All right, we got to go. We got to go. We are your hosts. Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We thank God for you. Until next time, may God bless you in Jesus' name.